Good morning, everybody. Hi, High Point Church. We are um, four weeks. This is week four into a series called Heart Problems, talking about areas of our heart um, that really keep us from walking in the fullness of God. Um, This last week, I um, had my annual physical. Now, it was for the first time since I moved back from Australia, which was six years ago. So hasn't exactly been an annual physical. But before you start like texting me and getting on me, and when you see me at church getting upset, um, I am dedicated, I'm pledging to do this annually. Every year, going back for my physical, um, I am at that age. But, so they did the full thing, blood work, they had me pee in the cup, you know, they listened to everything, they looked in, you know, places, Um, and I've never had this done, though. They did an EKG on me where they, they you know, heck, hook you up electronically and, and check out how your heart's working. Is it, are all the chambers doing what they're supposed to be doing? Are, you, you, um, are there any irregularities? I'm just checking the physical function of my heart. And um, I got great news on that, luckily. They, they said, it is excellent. So praise God. I'm thankful for that. Um, but while, while I was preparing for this message, talking about heart problems, I was like, man, this, this is the perfect concept of what we need to do ourselves. We need to, every once in a while, you know, get ourselves hooked up spiritually and get a check of our heart, right? Um, Psalm 139, David says, says this. It's at the end of Psalm 139, the last two verses. He's been talking about how God kind of knows his intimate thinking and knows all this about him. And um, it just it's, it's, it's clear this incredible relationship that he walks closely with the Lord. And he, he says this in verse 23, he says, Search me, God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Verse 24, see if there's any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. What an incredible verse for us to practice um, today. Leading, kind of, kind of coming towards the end of this series, talking about heart problems, calling out to God and asking him to, to search our heart, to know our anxious thoughts, to, to reveal any areas that are offensive to him. This is really what this series has been about. Um, Over this series, we've asked God to examine our heart and to graciously help us really to expose these things in us and to to bring that needed healing and transformation that only he can do. Um, You know, we so often have places of pain, of unforgiveness, anger, that, that we can push down, that we can kind of c- cover over and um, just act like they're not there. Or even if we know they're there, just live our lives despite that being there and not deal with it. But we, in this series, we're asking um, for, I've asked God for myself, we're asking you to go ahead, ask God to search your heart. Ask him to expose these areas. Let's Let's deal with these things now um, and, and no longer let, let these areas affect 
who we are and how we treat the people around us. We have been talking about becoming free from these destructive emotions. That's what, what, what um, these things produce, are destructive emotions that often control us. Um, a lot of this series has been inspired from a book by Andy Stanley called Enemies of the Heart. We've been, um, Pastor Andy sent me this, and we've been reading through it and just real, really just personally convicted and um, made, made me just take a step back and really think about my relationships, really think about these areas of our heart. Um, Pastor Andy has talked about week one, guilt, talking about how um, the, this concept that um, we owe somebody something because we've, we have done wrong or we feel this guilt about something that we owe somebody. Week two was on anger, that, um, that we are owed something, that, that you, you've hurt me or, or the world hasn't treated me right and I am owed something. Week three was on greed, this, this idea that um, I owe me, that I deserve everything that I've gotten and more, that, that I should have and that I'm going to hang on to it. And it's this idea that, that you've worked for it, you've got it, you hold on to it, and you don't give it away. The, this week, I'm excited, is on jealousy, that we, we in some way are owed what we don't have, that, that we desire something and don't have it, but we're owed it. Um, ultimately, what we feel is that God owes us something. Um, we, we should have it. They have it. Why don't I have it? We're going to get into this. Um, but before we do, I just want to be, begin to take a look at, at this idea of jealousy. You know, for me, it doesn't take much uh, to, to, to get those feelings of jealousy stirred up inside of me. I don't know about you. It doesn't take much effort uh, for me to, to think about how others are talented or how that person, you know, just, you know, spends one hour or two hours in the gym, but they're jacked. And I'm like, you know, trying to, I'm 40 some years old, just trying to keep up, you know, um, or, or the, the person over here who has like the most incredible metabolism can eat whatever they want and continue to be skinny. I mean, the, all these things, you just think about these for a little, the, the person who, you know, seems like every investment they, they make, um, blows up. It's like they've got a gold, the golden finger, the golden touch. You know, we can, we can look at those things around us and easily stir ourselves up into to a bit of jealousy. Um, just this morning, <laughs> uh, um, I, was, I walked in, Pastor Andy and Amy were, were filming, and I was thinking to myself, as listening, listening to how they're going, thinking to myself, man, they are really naturally good at this on film. And this film thing is like my nemesis. It's like um, Kung Fu Panda stares. I, I, I don't mind an audience, but it's like talking to a camera, right? And I'm thinking, how are they just so naturally good at that? And easily, you know, they, they, it kind of gets something going inside of you. Um, but 
really that's, you know, that's not what we're talking about. I can, I can celebrate that um, and, and be excited for them that they're just naturally good at, at speaking in front of a camera. We're talking about a jealousy that goes much deeper. We're talking about things that, that really like latch on and hold on to our hearts. Um, what we'll be talking about today are these deep feelings of jealousy that elicit a strong emotion. Um, things that continue to, to over and over again occupy space in your heart, occupy your thoughts. Um, you know those, that circular thinking that happens when you start, when you start getting that, a little bit of jealousy. Um, and, and all you could do every time you see that person is you, it, those thoughts are going around in your mind. Man, you know, how, how is it that they are so fill in the blank? It's this continual battle we have of desiring what's out there um, and having this internal contentment and um, security that, hey, you know, I am good with what God has given me. I, I know that God is good, that he is faithful, and that um, he has called me to this. It's... It, Often we, we have this unquenchable desire for what other people have. Um, and it causes this, this inner stirring and feelings of envy, of guilt. And the, these are at the center of our relational problems. Our natural tendency is to make our feelings of guilt, um, our, our envious feelings, about somebody else. I, somehow we convince ourselves that it's not about us. It's not something that's wrong with us. It's something that's wrong with them. It's, it's about them. They've got what you want and you can't have it. And we create this alternative reality where uh, you know all of, all of these internal feelings and angst and desires that we cannot fulfill are other about other people. They're too talented, you know. They're they're too rich. They're too good looking. Um, it, it's not it's not that you're jealous or envious. It's just that they've got all of that stuff together, and deep down, um, that's what you want. And the the reality is, it's not obviously about them. It's about us. And it's about our relationship with God. It's, it's, it, ultimately, it comes down to us not, not, you know, it, it not being about others, but it being about us blaming God that we don't have everything we want. I want you, you to listen to this verse um, carefully. It's James 4.1. This is what James says. What is causing the quarrels and, and quarrels and fights among you? This is a broad kind of question. And he goes, he says this, don't they come from the evil desires within you? You want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war or take it away or, or go and take it away from them. Yet, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask God, 
you don't have, sorry, even when you ask God, you don't get it because your motives are wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Man, that is a a strong kind of rebuke uh, from James. And he, he, He's known, if you read through James, for not pulling punches. Um, but he really gets down to the root of, of what's going on here. In James 1, he, said, he says that all this, this jealousy, this envy, um, he, he says these quarrels and fights among you, where do they come from? They come from within. They come from our passions. They come from our evil desires, if you will. Um, and it, it's that... The, what we've been talking about, the guilt, the anger, um, the greed, these are, 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 are things, the, the jealousy that we have. These are things that we practice. These are things that, that are in us that we continue to practice over and over and over again. And they become bad habits. They, they really become part of us. And sometimes they become so much a part of us that we forget, in a sense, that they're there. Or we make excuses for them. Like, have you ever heard this one? Yeah, I've got a little bit of a temper. Yeah, you know, I, I, I occasionally, you know, um, you know, f- feel, you know, right rage and things like that. But that's just part of me. It, it, it was passed down. It's genetics. Or, yeah, you know, I, I, of course, I want what they have. I mean, I want the boat. You know, I want, I want the the truck to pull it, the Yeti One Ten. Um, I want all that. Of, of course I do. I mean, everybody does, right? Right? And we, we justify it. We push it off. We, we make it like, like it's normal. But these aren't normal things for Christ followers. Um, because what happens is these things, these ungodly passions, they produce. They don't produce the fruit of the Spirit, the good fruit. They produce bad fruit. Um, they they, they don't, don't just stay internal, but they begin to affect and produce and influence and um, cause problems in our relationships outside. James goes on in verse 2. He says that our jealousy leads to scheming. It leads to fighting. It leads to war. We even see in in the beginning, um, uh, after Adam and Eve, they had Cain and Abel. We, We see that the jealousy of Cain leads to him murdering Abel. Um, we, we have an example of Esau's jealousy with Jacob. We have the example of Joseph's brothers whose jealousy for him um, and the youngest brother of the, of the dad lead them to do terrible things. Our jealousy is, is something that affects um, all of our relationships, but, but especially and mostly the relationships that are closest to us, um, those in our family, um, those of our close friends, our loved ones. Um, the, these, these internal um, passions uh, that, that are not good, they produce fruit. They come out and they affect those who are closest to us. As long as jealousy rages unchecked, there is no relationship that is safe. In fact, unchecked desires, they something that 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 at the root of is at the root of all relational breakdowns one person imagine this one person wants something right and another person wants something 
That's where the relationship breakdowns happen. Two people who want something that either they cannot have or are unwilling to give up. They yearn, the, the, the scripture, when it's talking about want, when it's talking about passions, when it's talking about desires, it's talking about this yearning and lust for something. It's the, the, that idea of scheming of how they're going to get it. Um, and that this is what produces quarrels. This is what produces fighting. This is what produces those desires to do whatever it takes to get what you want. Scripture says that our jealousy leads to in, envy. That, that this, this idea that if we are, are, are jealous of somebody and envious of somebody, that we are going to do whatever it takes to, to get what we want. And that's where this relational breakdown comes. Here's the thing. Getting what you want or evening the score does not fix the, the, these internal desires. Maybe it covers over one aspect, but there's, all, there's always something more. There's always another person to be jealous of. There's always somebody else's family to be jealous of or somebody else's promotion to be jealous of or, or somebody else's looks or whatever it is, their talents. Like greed, when we are talking about our greed, it can never be, be uh, fully satisfied. I want to go through quickly four signs that you might have a bit of a jealous problem. First one we talked about is that you may have a bit of a jealous problem if you're scheming of how to get what you cannot have. Um, if you are willing to go into deep debt um, to keep up with the Joneses. If you're um, ignoring the things that God has put in front of you and, and ignoring that, that, that God is pursuing you and wants this deep relationship so that you can fulfill these, um, the, these passions and desires that are not from him. Number two is when you think about how you can fill in the blank, the other person is their, their success, you know, their looks, how skinny they are, um, their talents, that, their promotion, whatever it is, fill in the blank. When you think about those people, you find it hard to celebrate them. You find it hard to, 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 to genuinely, from, from deep within, be happy for them. This is one of the telltale signs that you may have a bit of a jealousy problem. The opposite is true. That you quietly celebrate when something negative happens to them. Like, if, if they, they're the ones who make all the great investments, and they make this huge investment and they lose, and you're, you're standing back thinking, yeah, that, somehow their lack of success, somehow them diminishing makes you feel better. That, let's be honest, that's a little, a little perverted. That's, that's not right, right? And, and we all experience this. This isn't something like only, you know, that person over there experienced this. We all have a little bit of this in us where, where occasionally we'll celebrate when somebody gains, you know, 5, 10, 20 pounds um, who seemed like they, they had, you know, the, the, the perfect figure and could never gain weight. Um, man, that, that's just not right. The fourth sign you might have a jealousy problem um, is that we harbor resentment 
towards someone else. One way to kind of think about this is who gets under your skin? Who just, you know, when you're around, you know, kind of, you know, ruffles your feathers, gets under your skin so easily? Well, maybe there's some resentment. Maybe there's some jealousy or a little envy there. Um, you know, we need to, to often just, you know, look below the surface, look deeper into our hearts and ask the questions, what is going on? What is this about? You know, why am I celebrating when this person is, is losing this or is, is struggling? Um, why do I have this resentment towards so-and-so? Um, why am I scheming to get that over there when, I, when God has blessed me with so much? All right, what's the way forward? We got three, three steps. Here's, what, here's, here's the, the answer to all our problems. <laughs> um, these will help. Step one is to own it. We have to own it. We have to stop blaming, stop making it somebody else's problem, stop trying to be um, and to get our, our, our way and what we want all the time. Um, we have to... to confess and turn over our resentment towards someone else. We have to own our own heart posture towards God and towards other people. Brings us back to Psalm 139, where David says, search my heart. Know if there's any anxious thoughts. You know, see if there's any offensive way in me. We have to to come to God. And so number two, number one is to own it. Personally own it. Um, Number two is to confess it, is, is to ask God to search your heart and then say, God, this is, this is what I'm dealing with. He already knows. Let's be honest with God. Tell him the, the, the real stuff. Tell him that you're jealous. Tell him that you've got these terrible thoughts in, towards other people. Tell him that, that it, and again, he knows. Tell him that you're celebrating when somebody else, you know, has, has ha- fallen on, um, you know, hard times. Be real. Confess it to him and ask him to come in and, and move in those, those dark places. Um, Hebrews 4.16 says this. says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. God says, come to me. Bring it all. Like, lay it down. I know you. You don't have to hide. You don't have to put on some religious air. Just come. Tell me what's going on. Confess it. Put it out there. And, and what he says is that we will find mercy and that we will find experience his grace in our time of need. That's encouraging to me. Now, here's the thing. There's a step three, but step one and two is own it and confess it. We are going to have to do those things over and over and over and over again. We have to own it. We have to own our junk. I just, um, on my way down here, saw the, the billboard that, that says, it's not you, it's your junk, right? It's for, for, for a, a storage place. And, and in this case, it, it is you and it is your junk. We have to own it. We have to own our junk, right? And then second is we have to confess it to God recognizing that there is grace, um, that there is mercy in the presence, uh, 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 in his presence. And then um, number three is we have to celebrate. 
We have to celebrate what is happening in the people around us. Those people, you, whenever you feel a little bit of jealousy coming up, celebrate them publicly, out loud. Celebrate them. Each week we've been talking about a critical action, a new, forming new healthy habits. This is the antidote. This is how we overcome these things in our life. How do we overcome guilt? We talked about practicing confession. How do we overcome anger? We talked about extending forgiveness. How do we overcome greed? We talked about being generous, being a giving person, looking for opportunities to bless and to be a blessing. How do we overcome jealousy? Our critical action to practice over and over and over again is to celebrate others. When we begin to celebrate others, the power of that jealousy begins to break down. And we will be able to walk in that freedom. We, sh- we want to be known as a people. Be the type of person who will, who will publicly practice celebrating others, the people around you. Man, isn't that who you want to be? But our jealousy, if we're jealous, it keeps us from doing that. Because internally, we want what they have. And the, the reality is, our problem is not with them. Our problem is with God that he has not given it to us, and he could have, right? I mean, why, why, don't, why wasn't I born with, you know, the, the, the genetics to have that perfect built body? You know, why can't I go and lift for one hour a week and get all, you know, jacked up? You know, it, it's, it's God's fault. No, we know that's not true. But that's often how, how we do it. We need to be real with God. We need to confess it, and then we need to be celebrating others. This will impact our lives in a profound way, and it, and it will impact the lives around you. I want to end with this. Jesus was asked one time by a religious leader, he, he was asked, he said, what is the greatest commandment? And his response was this. And it comes from from Deuteronomy in a couple places, chapter 6 and chapter 2. His response was this. Love God with everything you have. Love him with your whole heart, with your whole being. Love God and make him the center of who you are in your world, in your universe. And then he said this. He said, the second is like it. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. Love those around you. This work of confessing, of forgiveness, of being generous, of celebrating others. This work and these practices will help us do just that, will help us love God more. It's going to help us have better relationships. It's going to help us build a stronger community. Will you pray with me? Lord, help us, God, deal with these areas of our heart. Lord, I, I pray that, that um, as, as we've read, God, that you would search our hearts. Um, God, that you would point out in a gracious way these areas. Um, Lord, that we would own them. God, that we would be real with you and confess them. And God, I pray that you would grace us and give us the courage and the ability to celebrate others around us. Let's make other people the hero. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you. Have a great week.